Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports. Oh, this is so good. The Final Frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt out? Yes, they blew their collective butts out to try to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission to provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me to Flavortown. Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, world. Will Darkens. I know what you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't? The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080thefan.com. Hour two. If you missed anything from hour one, shame on you. But go listen to the podcast. It'll be up after the show uh, on all the things. So you can go and find it there, which is fantastic. Um, Hey, I need to tell you about something. If you're listening to this and you love sports, let me tell you about the BetQL Network. It's available nationwide on Odyssey mobile app and website. Over 10,000 home and auto-connected devices and BetQLnetwork.com. It's wagertainment for every fan with insights from local talent and national experts. Get sports betting tips from the best in the game now on Odyssey. All right. Said I had to shout it. I don't know why. Uh, can we talk about Russell Wilson real quick? Yeah, let's do it. You see the picture he posted on Instagram. I did. That's a big cast. <laughs> it is a big For cast. A finger. It's just a finger, right? Yeah. So he's got <sighs> Russell Wilson sitting in a wheelchair mm. with a giant cast, a giant foam block to rest said cast on. Yeah. He's wearing sunglasses inside the hospital for some reason uh <laughs> he's wearing yeah he's wearing his i guess it's a danger russ logo why are all athletes logos so terrible because it's about that money <sighs> like jordan and tiger woods anybody else good roger fetter fetter's okay yeah his nike logo that thing was yeah. awesome it's okay it's in fact it's, i think he owns the rights to it it's very tennis of him uh yeah he plays tennis it's fine it's it's a fine, but they, come on. There's there's a lot of terrible ones out there. Okay. Can we agree with All that? Right. Yeah. TB12, it might be the worst one. Ooh, no, I would disagree. Oh, and I, 
am not you a Tom like, Brady fan. You like the TB12 logo? Yeah, it's clean. It's not clean. It is clunky as all get out. It, it's very forced. It's a disaster. That mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm. don't know if you've taken mm. any graphic design classes like I haven't, mm. but it looks Many. like it looks like hot garbage. Let's go Hawks, baby. Let's just do a picture of his face next to his supermodel wife. Ooh. That'd be a better logo. Hey there. Yeah. Just him like open mouth kissing his kids. Ah. Yeah. Like that would be a better thing. Anyway. All right. What's your gripe with Russell Wilson? What's wrong? Why are you mad, Seahawk fan? The guy goes out and he and he all the things that you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. He uh, he's played 149 consecutive games. He's been as reliable as anybody. He's going to miss his first stretch in football. Why is the first thing that he does after he get hurt make himself unlikable? Uh, see, now that is where <laughs> you're wrong. Really, that Lionheart. He, he has been making himself unlikable for many years. I know, but but he doubles down on it. He yes. has been making. Yes. If he was not the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. He'd be unbearable. Yes. He He'd is be still unbearable. unbearable. He has this photo of him in the hospital and his, po- his, his one word tech. Maybe he's still under anesthesia. Maybe that's it. But it just says Lionheart. Like, dude, you're out. We're going to miss you. You're a very good football player. He's just, he's difficult to root for. Well, one thing I find kind of interesting about this whole Seahawks, um, like, bungle. Bungle? Well, it kind of is because what he's going to miss. So he's is a nine. He's if he misses the next four weeks, he will miss the game against the Steelers, who appear to be uh, a mess. The yeah. Saints, which appear to be a mess, and yeah. the Jaguars, and okay. then they will bye week. And now let me ask you something real quick. How confident are you that Geno Smith can navigate the team through those games? And before I'm you overestimate about- Geno whoa, whoa, Smith, whoa, whoa. you should ask yourself how good is Geno Smith at quarterbacking. Well, listen, I'm not worried about Geno Smith. Here's oh boy. Here's what I'm worried about. What? <laughs> you should be. No. Geno Smith sucks. Does he suck as bad as their defense? Uh, Their defense. Ooh, that's a good question. Their defense is the worst in the yeah. NFL. I have never bad. seen a defense with better players and worse performances than what you are seeing right now. They have, they have no idea how to use Jamal Adams, who they paid way too much money for what he's done so far this year. And they gave up way too much for as healthy as he was last year. Ken Norton jr. Is in way over his head. He has really no control of what's going on. You have Bobby Wagner who disappears for big stretches of the game. And because, and he's one of the best linebackers because nobody knows where they need to be ever. Like even when they beat San Francisco, Trey Lance goes out there and he goes, I guess I'll throw it to the guy that has nobody within 30 yards of him for a touchdown. They are atrocious. And as much as I like Russell Wilson, when Geno Smith came in, do you know what he did to move them down the field in what? Seven plays, 98 yards or whatever it was. Is he threw the ball quickly to DK Metcalf? Russell Wilson has been the most sacked quarterback in the NFL since he's been in the league. He does not get the ball out of his hands quickly. And if he wants to complain about the offensive line, he has to put part of the blame on himself. At least Geno Smith went out there and one goes, that guy's huge. I'm going to throw it to him real quick and then let him run over some DBs. And it worked pretty effectively. You take away Ricardo Lockett throwing that, falling down and, and Geno Smith throwing that interception. He played pretty well. But the reason they're going to lose the games in the next three weeks won't be because of Geno Smith. It will be because their defense is god-awful. That's why they're going to lose the games. Did the, I think the, it'll be a mix. 
the shocking thing that got me, here's the thing. If Geno Smith can be better on third down than Russell Wilson is, it'll actually help the defense. The stat that I heard yes, on. Yes, if he can be. I understand. But I, he won't be. It's Geno Smith. Dude, Geno Smith is bad. This is before Geno Smith came in. This is from the telecast. I don't know if it was Joe Buck or Troy Aikman, which I know you love both of those guys, said it. I love Joe Buck. The Seahawks have the worst time of possession in the NFL. That's not just yeah. the defense being bad. That's also being the 28th best 28th, 28th team in third down conversions. Yeah. Wasn't this offense supposed to be like supercharged or something? Yeah. Oh, they got, they got Shane Waldron from yeah. the, from the Rams. He's yeah. going to go out. He was a passing game coordinator in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Los Angeles. And that's why they were so good. They're going to be peed next to Sean McVay once or something. He, oh, they, they, uh, they held it for each other at yeah. the urinals. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Who would have thought that would go bad? <laughs> Shocking. Well, Russell Wilson was a big part of selecting him. Yeah. He was a big part of the interview process. That's why he didn't demand a trade this year. That's a good idea, too, making sure that Russell Wilson, the guy who is perturbed with your program and perturbed most of the time because of the fact that his head has gotten too big, you let him uh, actually go in and have a say in selecting the coach. Yeah. Let, Let me just say this. This might be the nail in the coffin of Russell Wilson in Seattle. This might be the nail in the coffin for Pete Carroll. As much as everybody loves Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll's amazing. Pete Carroll has lost two defensive coordinators mm. to uh, to head coaching jobs. Right. That you can't be, you can't really dismiss or whatever. Ken Norton Jr. is not the right hire to be there right now. No, he he no. has not been good. Last year their defense was bad. This year their defense is atrocious. Mm. Then they they fired Daryl Bevel. They brought in Brian Schottenheimer. They fired him. They brought in Shane Waldron. If he's not the guy, they can get this offense with the weapons that they have into the upper crust of the NFL and mm. get their offense winning game. Worst twenty eighth in in uh in third down conversion worst in time of possession in the NFL. If Russell Wilson ends up leaving, why would you keep Pete Carroll? You're in a full rebuild. Why would you keep old man Pete for a rebuild? Because Pete won't lose his job because he and the GM are tight. I get that. That's what it is. And the ownership doesn't care. I mean, we know that. Yeah. They don't care it's making dude. It's an NFL team. I mean, it's literally turning a light switch on like money just pours in. So, I mean, he's not going to get fired because of the fact he has a great relationship with his GM and his GM then have the balls to fire him because once he does that, sure, that's when the lights go off at ownership. But they're like, whoa, 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 you're firing uh, Hall of Fame legendary head coach Pete Carroll. Oh, Wait a minute. I'm not going to suggest that Pete Carroll will get fired. This mm. is the end because if if Russ goes if Russ goes to the organization goes, I want out. Yeah, and the they have a disastrous season this year and they have to fire two coordinators at the end of it. Oh, Pete Carroll's going to retire. He's the oldest coach in the NFL already. He doesn't want to go through that. It, Is he it, really? If yeah, he's seventy. He just turned seventy. Uh, Bill Belichick right behind him at sixty-nine. I think he turned seventy during yeah, the I season. Yeah, Belichick was, but I didn't know. Pete so you Carroll get was, you get to the end of the season and you have to get a new quarterback and two new coordinators and you just had a disastrous season. You have two options. You can walk away legacy intact. Mm. Or you can stumble around on the sideline in your oversized uh, comfort uh, shoes mm-hmm. and and try to rebuild a team from nothing. What do you want to do? Or wait for it. Go back to SC. Not a terrible idea. 
Do you know how much money those would, boosters would, would fork out? Are you for kidding Pete me? Carroll? If Pete yeah. Carroll said, "Give me twenty million dollars," they would somehow find a way and do it. It would be under the table, but how, they'd do it. How fun would that be? Pete Carroll back at SC. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. Dude, the run that Pete Carroll's had with the Seattle Seahawks has been amazing. And and I realize this is fairly yeah, hyperbolic. Yeah, your one and only Super Bowl. Of course it was amazing. Well, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl with Holmgren. Mike Holmgren changed the culture in Seattle, too. He did, I mean, they're, yes, they're, he did. They're, you, have, you have to realize there was a very big shift from everything they had done pre-Mike uh, Holmgren. Uh Jim Mori are in between those two, but it's been a very good stretch. They've been to three Super Bowls in the last two decades. It's all good. But if Pete Carroll has to rebuild this team, I think he goes. Thanks. I'll see you later. Good luck in Seattle. And then we go through a few years of being terrible. Yeah, probably. And then we get a we get a number one draft pick and everybody buys their jerseys and we run around the stadium yeah. going, Yeah! The guy's in eighth grade right now, but we'll be excited about it. Tyler Shaw. Hey, you know what? Get get <laughs> terrible now. Get terrible now in five years. Arch Manning in Seattle. Ah, huh? There you go. I know the guy. Still in high school. I, the, the, fact, smart. the fact that I know a high school quarterback right now that'll be playing in the NFL in five years just says how important football is in this country. What about that little mullet twerp at Ohio State? Sure. We'll take mullet twerp. Yeah. I'd be more excited. Dude, Funny. if you got... There, there's all I'm going to move from Texas to Ohio state Let, because I think I can make a small sum of money right now. Then blow it when I'm 20. There is no way in the world that I am the first NFL fan that just had that. Like the thought just occurred to me. I'm kind of excited about the idea of getting arch Manning. There are plenty of fan bases going, yeah, we're good. We'll wait for that kid. Yeah. I kinda, I, you kind of go, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be pretty dope. All right. You want to do your poll question next? Yeah. Let's do the poll question. Here's what you need to do. Go to Twitter. Twitter is on the interwebs. Will, tell me if I get anything wrong here. You go on there. You type into your thing. Don't go to the dark web. Go to the regular web. Right. Go to Twitter. There will be a selection at the beginning yeah. on your homepage. It'll have a little dark you, icon. You want the light web. And the, the light normal. one. Yes. Not you want web normal light. Web. Yes. Just the regular. Don't do dark web. Yeah. Don't do light web either. Actually, you could do dark web, but do it later. Okay. So go to Twitter, go to at CenterSaint1080. Just type those words into your smart speaker, and then you can go there and you can vote on the poll. Wait, I'm confused. I'm typing those into my smart speaker? Yeah, it's like the newer computers, right? I don't think that's right. No. Well, figure it out. Go okay. to go to at Center Saint uh, thing. Vote for the poll. We'll talk about it uh, next. Center and Saint, ten eighty. The fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. So we're talking about the uh, the brand logos for athletes. I pulled up a list of them just to double check that I was right. The TB12 one, I was right. It's terrible. But you were also correct. The Federer one's pretty slick. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. The other one that's cool, uh, the old Penny Hardaway. Yeah, Penny's old logo is cool too. Uh, and then Greg Norman. If I, oh, the shark. Yeah, the shark. Yeah, yeah the shark's like, cool. If yeah. I just started drawing, a, like, instead of, like, get rid of your signature and just start drawing a picture of a shark or something where your name was, like, that's that's a pretty sweet it's actually name. a really good idea. I know. That's when I start start doing, drawing a picture or something? Oh, but I need a cool nickname, like the shark. Uh, that is not my nickname, so. You could be the tortoise. Oh, yeah, the tortoise. I just snap up all the deals. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty cool. Yeah, tortoise. You heard me. Yeah, a little slick little scribble tortoise. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right. Um, hey, what's what's uh, what's going on on the internet? Uh, let's go to our expert on such things, Will Darkens. What's our poll on Twitter? All right. Let me. Uh, oh, you weren't ready? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty I'm sure I set this up. I'm getting ready, damn it. Jeez. You're the worst. Uh, oh, real these? quick, real quick. Oh, uh, fan fine. text line. Since you were delaying, I started doing other things because oh, okay. I can't wait. I don't have the patience for you right now. Okay. Uh, fan uh, text line. Okay. 503-250-1080. Uh, somebody else got excited. Said, My Falcons got to be a favorite for Arch at this point. So other, probably, people, yeah. other people jumping on for Arch Manning. I, I'm telling you that the NFL world wants a Manning. Which one of these sports people have a lower competency for navigating the world than a baby? Okay, so this came up because you have a brand new baby, and I asked how it was going, and you said, uh, what? Now he's he's doing all right? I said he's doing great. Yeah, he says. Yeah, say he's doing great. You say he's doing all right. Look, what I tell you off air, you got to keep <laughs> up there, all right? My wife's listening. Yeah, uh, I'll bet. he's doing great. I'll bet. She puts on the show so that uh, she can hear you talk. Hear he can hear you talk. She loves my sports sticks. Yes, of course, of course she does. So, anyways, you said he's doing great, and then I said, uh, "Hey, but babies are terrible at pretty much all human things." So that's where this came from. Twenty percent, Sebastian Telfair. So Sebastian Telfair caught up in the uh, the eighteen player. Uh, uh, health insurance fraud with the NBA. Congratulations, Sebastian Telfair. 21% Urban Meyer. Ooh, 21%? Caught getting uh, getting some butt grinded on him at a bar that was not his wife's butt. Yeah, the, uh, the th- if this is true, the sad part of the story is I guess the, the gal's mom is coming out saying that uh, football fans, both from Columbus and Jacksonville, are ruining this poor girl's life. Why? Because they made Urban Meyer look bad. Who cares? Urban Meyer makes himself look bad. Yes, I agree. Who the hell is sticking up for Urban Meyer? I don't know, but apparently they're harassing the woman in the photos. Like, hasn't he burnt every bridge? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, can't we just give up on Urban Meyer? Like, Like, maybe Ohio, or I'm sorry, not Ohio, maybe Utah fans. Maybe it's Utah fans, but even Utah fans, I don't see harassing a girl who grinded up on Urban Meyer at a bar. Florida fans, maybe, but I think Florida fans are pissed off at Urban Meyer because he faked a heart attack to get the Ohio State job. I mean, I think Ohio State fans are pissed because, again, he faked another heart attack to get the Jaguars job. I've seen two headlines, so I had to click on it. But yeah, Uh, apparently the mother of, of the gal in the photos is going around saying, just leave her alone. 
Yeah, just, just leave the poor girl alone. Who cares? All she did was rub her butt on an old man. What's wrong with that? 24% OJ Simpson. I'm surprised you didn't win this one. And I'm also surprised <laughs> because you gave me OJ Simpson as a selection in this. <laughs> well, You're lumping together I, Kyrie Irving, Urban Meyer, and Sebastian Telfair with OJ Simpson for which of these people have a lower competency for living than a baby? Well, so here was, here was the... <laughs> Here's the thought. I said, who's having a bad week of yeah. just performing adult things? And you went with Sebastian Telfer out of the 18 players named in the uh, federal lawsuit mm. for healthcare fraud against the NBA. You selected Sebastian Telfer because he's your favorite blazer of all time. We know herbs. He's up there. And Kyrie Irving is a bit of a disaster, but we, we were struggling briefly to think of a fourth person. So I go, well, if we go all time, we got to go OJ, which yeah. you immediately said that's going in. Yeah. And then we stopped. Trying I did to, love it. And then we stopped trying to think of OJ is always having a bad Cause week. you could have put the guy that lived in a tree for three days. No, he had a great week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the leader is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Apparently Kyrie Irving. And I would have to agree too. Um, I, I am, um, I can't think of another athlete, and maybe you can, maybe the text line can, 503-250-1080. I can't think of another athlete that was enabled this long. I really can't. Johnny Manziel's up there. Johnny Manziel was yeah. enabled for quite a long time. Johnny Manziel, not as good. Not as good. But, like, here's another interesting part of all this. And see if you could follow me here. Okay. Have you ever seen a Kyrie Irving team without LeBron James be really good? No, of course not. What do you mean? So why do we keep giving Kyrie Irving chances? Oh, because he's a very good statistical individual player. Yeah, but every team he's on yeah. that, by the way, I just it doesn't have LeBron James on it. Sure. They're not that great. Yeah, but most teams are not that great. Like, you remember that? He was on the Boston Celtics and he made them worse. Yes, I know. Like, he was in for that half season yep. and then he got hurt. And then he won like 20 games straight and pretty much almost beat... Again, I'm going to throw LeBron James back yeah. in here. LeBron James in the Cavs to go to the finals and play Golden State. Where is he from? Who? Kyrie. I don't know. He's from Brooklyn. Oh, is he? Yeah. I mean, that shouldn't matter, though. I know. It's about I money. Know. Not saying it does. All this is money. Well, See, the thing this is, is what don't... I don't get about these guys that, like, kind of, uh, that, that surpass, like, the capitalistic vigor that is pro sports. Like, why do you give these guys more chances if all you care about is money? I get why you do it in the NFL because yeah. fans are apathetic and they don't care if people beat their wives. They don't. Wow. Well, Look, no, no, they don't. Yeah. Right. You keep watching the NFL, don't you? Sure, but yeah. I'm, but like you go to a Seahawks game, right? Yeah, I just went to an like NFL game. Rice, I was at an NFL game last week. If Ray Rice all of a sudden became the coach of the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens and the Ravens played a game at Seattle. You'd go to the game, wouldn't you? I was at if a game. You had tickets? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course you would. So you don't care. So <laughs> why in the NBA would you care enough to keep giving Kyrie Irving, who, as I just established, yeah. when he's on teams without LeBron James, they seem to get worse. Why would you keep giving him chances? Well, now you're saying they seem to get worse. They so, do. Well, listen, the Boston Celtics got worse. Uh, I think the Nets got worse. No, the Nets did not get worse because they did. Because when he got hurt, they started to get even better. Oh, they also added James Harden and Kevin Durant. That's, you know. Yeah. So those guys played eight games together last year. Over under eight games that they play together this year. That is, that is such a a good line that all three guys play in eight of them. 
But can you really like? Can you think of any other? No, I mean that got a longer le- that that has like like I mean, but, Kyrie Irving's leash is still going. Like they they haven't fired him yet. It's it's uh, Dennis Rodman uh, pops into my mind. Yeah, uh, he had a long leash. Uh, th- this is an interesting one because I don't think it was the same thing. But Bo Jackson just showed up to play football when he felt like it. Like he waited till baseball season was over and then he just rolled in. He's like, all right. But that's because he was so talented that, you know, and was he a jerk? No, he wasn't a jerk yeah, about it, but, but you know what I mean? He, yeah. I know like he decided not to play football because he was, he, he was upset the way that, uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, handled his drafting. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it, mm-hmm. it ended up making him ineligible to play baseball. I said, so up yours, I'm not going to go there. And then just showed up and played for the Raiders. Who knows what he would have been if he kept playing, mm. uh, but he could have been one of the all-time greats. And he didn't even show up until October. It's a bizarre one. I'm trying to think of like guys that just didn't show up when they're supposed to. Yeah, they were just a pain in the ass and yeah. weren't worth it. Wow. But for some reason, the team deemed them worth it. That's why I threw out Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel, dude, Johnny Manziel after year one, with the Browns should have just been. Yeah. But that was the Browns. They do that. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Ryan leaf didn't get that long. Yeah. It's fair. I mean, come on. I don't know. I can't believe the Packers haven't moved to, you know, uh, Jordan love with Aaron Rodgers ponytail. I mean, that seems pretty, no. Uh, all right. So let's do this. Let's talk college football. We're running out of time here already, but we've got, uh, we've got to talk about the ducks last week. You and I have not gotten to that. Mm. Uh, what it means for the season. The question is that everybody's floating out there. Is it time to switch quarterbacks? Oh boy. Maybe we'll discuss it after this sports interrupting. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. So it would appear that the uh, Sooners have benched Spencer Rattler down 35-17 to Texas. Good. And they've got uh, someone uh, with uh, C. Williams on the back of his jersey playing quarterback, number 13 in there. Spencer Rattler out. Oh, yeah, dude. C's my dog. C dog. Old Sea Dog. Uh, before we get into uh, last week's debacle uh, I, for the uh, Oregon Ducks against the Stanford Cardinal, sounds like a familiar tale. I want to just do a quick NFL note that I wanted to get to today. Yeah, let's hear it. Tomorrow, we have the New York Jets taking on the Atlanta Falcons in London. They started playing these London games back in 2007. This will be the 29th game, and next week's game uh, between the Dolphins and Jaguars will be the 30th time they've played an NFL game in London. No game has ever featured two teams with winning records. 30 tries, they've never sent two good teams to London. You're drunk. Wow. Code red. Nothing for you? Uh, I'm not too surprised. <laughs> well, the Jaguars are in it. Yeah, the Dolphins currently 1-3. and three, Jaguars 0-4. Oh I mean, why would they send their top talent? I mean, they sent some good teams over there. In London. 2007, the Dolphins, uh, I'm sorry, the Giants went over to play the Dolphins. The Giants were 5-2. and two. The Dolphins were 0-4. Oh. 
win seven. Yeah, right. But you know what I mean, though, right? Like, yeah. why would you actually send your best team over to? I, I mean, it's it's a it's a half-assed idea. Yeah, what, well, what they're doing. The, the the NFL in London is like one of the greatest half-assed ideas ever. It, it was yep. there was really no like marketing sense to it. They just kind of said to themselves, like, hey. Where could we play in a different country that has a venue that's yep. similar to how we play our sport? Yep. And they said, oh, well, the UK has a lot of soccer stadiums. Plus, there's a lot of people there that like America. Yeah, it's a lot of expats. It's everybody shows it's a, up. They're wearing different jerseys. Sure, nobody's, nobody's, nobody cares which teams are there. It doesn't there. matter. Fact, happy the only reason the they didn't do it in India, because in India, they also had the venues to do it, was that they were like, well, those tickets are too too pricey. Plus, I, I don't think people have watched NFL games in India. <laughs> I think it caters to expats. It's people that that live abroad yeah. that want to go and watch the games. I, I'll be honest. I mean, I do. I don't care about the Bears or the Lions. That was a game that we went to last weekend. It's a great time. Being in an NFL game is right. fun. It's but you're a, an American and you've been watching the NFL. And for, if I moved to London and if you yeah. sent me the Jaguars, Dolphins, I, yeah. I don't think you'd go to that game. If it was in the neighborhood, sure. I mean, depends on. We probably overpaid. I paid more for the tickets than I wanted to in Chicago. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I want to see Soldier Field. It'd be cool. It'd be yeah. fun. To, the environment is supposed to be awesome. Anyway, I thought it was funny that in 30 tries, they never accidentally sent two good teams. Because the NFL, all the time, you schedule it, and then you're like, oh, these teams are actually pretty good. No, not for London. All right. Let me hear your Ducks hot take. I don't need it. It's not, not a hot take. I need it. You, you I gotta need have hot it. takes. Gosh. Here's the thing. How predictable is it that this morning when I'm driving in, listening to ESPN national pundits, ESPN, they go, here you go. Two playoff teams matching up. You got a big shot for Iowa and Penn state here. The big 12 has already shown that they've, they belong. They're going to get two teams for the sec as predicted. The PAC 12 has already eliminated themselves from the playoff picture. Yes. Agreed. Oh, do you 100% agree? Yeah. And are you surprised? Uh, slightly. Okay. I kind of thought after they beat Ohio State that it was smooth sailing. And boy, it has not It really been. hasn't been. It's been interesting. So uh, the Stanford, I, I mean, I, I'm not even going to say it was bad. It's just, it's been very interesting to watch the Oregon Ducks. I mean, I know they handled Stony Brook and I know they handled Arizona, they, but did, even in those two games, did they? yeah, they did. I mean, they did. Ah. I mean, uh, look, you're you're thinking of an Oregon Ducks team 10 years ago where yeah. if you did play Stony Brook, you beat them 70 to three. Sure. But you're thinking now or you have to live in the reality of what the Oregon Ducks are now, which is an offensive line oriented team that wins games in the trenches. They're also coached by a guy who is a better recruiter than he is a uh, strategic mind. Yeah. No offense, Mario Cristobal. You are probably one of the more incredible recruiters in college football history, but yeah, well, you, I, you're I, not a great coach. I think. Well, I I think he would. He gives he gives a lot of the coaching duties to his sure, his yeah. staff and and no Joe Moorhead on the sideline. I don't know if they're I eliminated. Yeah. I don't know if they're eliminated from the playoff picture, but I don't think they go the rest of the way uh, uh, undefeated. So I, they're eliminated then. Yeah. They they will be eliminated. Yeah. I I just when watching this team, I don't see them winning out, and I think that's what they have to do to give themselves a chance at the playoffs because there's going to be chaos. The Big Ten's going to cannibalize themselves. Oklahoma's losing right now, thirty five seventeen. They've already got their backup quarterback in. I'd be very surprised if they went undefeated. And you're probably going to have an undefeated team, whether it's Georgia or Alabama. They might 
they might play undefeated against each other. But at the same time, we say that every year where you go, these teams look unbeatable. One injury, you get to week seven, eight, and you know, right before you play the Citadel, you get a tough game against Auburn, and you might have one of those teams fall. So there's only two spots left, really, right? Alabama's Alabama gonna get and one, Georgia. and Georgia will get the, the, they each will get one. You 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 would assume, unless unless of course the one loss team going into the championship game loses, then you can open up another spot for it. Right, they're both gonna go undefeated into it. I, that's my sense. Yes, one Big Ten team will make it. Clemson's out. Clemson's out. Okay, so who's so you have one spot left, really? But who's your ACC team? You probably won't have an ACC team now. See, okay. Here's where I will say this is going to get crappy. I think if you have Notre Dame go the rest of the way, they already lost to Cincinnati. They got right, whooped right, right. last week. Right, no right, right. way. If you have Notre Dame go the rest oh, of the way you're with pretty, one put loss, Cincinnati in. No, no, no. If you really? go, if you have Notre Dame go the rest of the way with one loss, and Oregon goes the rest of the way with one loss, they'll pick Notre Dame. Well, Oregon needs needs uh, Stanford to lose so that they can win the Pac-12 North and get into the championship yeah. game because that'll give you, you that they'll they'll win the Pac-12 North. I, I don't have a problem with that. Honestly, Oregon State, I think it's seven wins. They'll win three more games. Yeah, but I'm saying that Stanford has not lost in the North. Yeah, and so if they go, if they run they'll the lose. table in the North, they'll yeah. lose. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying, though, right? Just such a throw. Like, they have – there's really only realistically one more spot. Yep. Because the Big Ten's going to get it. The Big Ten will get one. The we SEC will get and, two. Uh, Georgia and Alabama will get theirs. And after that, you really have to start kind of asking yourself, like, I, I'm not even looking towards the ACC, man. I'm, I'm looking at the Big 12 at this point. Yep. Because there's a couple teams that are either one loss or – Yeah, but who's who's the – who the only on uh, – And uh, Cincinnati – Dude, you beat Notre Dame. If you go the rest That's of the way, the thing. It's Cincinnati why might be the wouldn't one. the college football uh, playoff committee look at Cincinnati and go, you know what? Yeah. This is the last time we're doing, uh, conceivably, the last time we're doing this Final Four thing. Let's put the underdog put in. in. Just put them in. Put them in. I don't know. That Ohio State win, that's the one thing that keeps you in it that's still. Good. But you, you need to start winning games. You need to start winning by a lot. So that's a question. Would you be looking at a different quarterback for next week? Um... No, not really. <laughs> okay. I mean, you just stated the the stakes. You yeah, know? yeah. I think if you had already lost two games, I would. Yeah, because you really don't have a move lot on to from the senior. He's, yeah, not, he's not playing for a future NFL. No, not really. Draft I mean, you're there to win games, and if you already lost two yep. games, and uh, l- l- let's also for a second just come back down to earth. We all said leading up to the Iowa State game, they're gonna lose. <laughs> it just matters how they perform and how yeah. good or bad they look. They ended up winning and winning kind of handily. I'm not going to say yeah. they blew Ohio state out, but they won comfortably. Yep. So the fact that they've already beat those expectations that now we're talking about, do they still have a chance for the college football playoff? Dude, it's incredible that they beat Ohio state with a bunch of freshmen out on the and field. That was a now w- they don't even have a running back. And that was a very, very bizarre finish in against Stanford too. I mean, there, sure you can look at it and go, eh, that's yeah. a loss, but that was, Oh yeah. Yeah. The so. PI was, there's uh, a few, there's a few calls down the stretch and they didn't, they didn't get, they didn't get housed by Stanford where they weren't, they were in the game the whole time. They had it won. It felt like, and hey, until, until they didn't, the ball's on a ref to call PI on the last play of a game. Yeah. Just, no kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you're stronger but. than me. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, unless the dude is like, unless the dude is koala bear hugging the receiver. Yeah. You I'm need, not throwing you need a to flag. Tackle him. Yeah. No question. Yeah. All right. We move on. Uh, what to watch for. We've got uh beeves. 
taking on the Cougs. We've got an NFL slate uh, this weekend. What are we watching for? We'll tell you next. It's what to watch on the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, Will, you've watched every single snap the Oregon State football team has had this year. Not accurate. What are we watching for? In the just turned off the Idaho game. Did you really? I did. After the third quarter. After they put in the subs. Yeah, I was like, yep. Yep. That's good. That's good. I like that. All right. You've, you've watched every meaningful snap. Yes. Fair. Yeah. So what are you watching for in this game against the mighty Cougars? Uh, I'm watching for the letdown. And Ooh. I'm watching for them to have a response to the letdown. Now, Oregon State hasn't quite been in this position in the past five years, which is you're actually now on wait for it, a run, because you are. You're on a run. You've won four straight games. You've won your last two games against teams that really you should have lost if there weren't some other circumstances because they had better talent. And usually in college football, I like to think that talent beats out less talent. In the NFL, a lot of times, it's more about strategy, coaching. Yeah, it's it's an even even playing field. It's very much an even play. College, more times than not, if you have better players, you're probably going to win. You should win. Uh. But that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for them to not have that letdown, to be able to sustain this type of success. I don't think that they will be able to do it, quite honestly. I really hope that they will. I still say they're just probably going to win seven games this season. But, dude, this is new territory for me. So you, you're you just watching uh, to make sure that they, I just want to see. I want to see how they respond. They don't lose to Washington State. I mean, really, Washington <laughs> State is not good. Yeah. They're not. Their head coach is a complete douche, and they're kind of in disarray. Don't just because he's a terrible guy doesn't mean he's a terrible football coach. We've seen, we've seen those things be diametrically opposed very often. He's a very nice guy and a horrible one. Yeah, oh, exactly. There's plenty of very nice, terrible football coaches out there, and there's a lot of very terrible people that end up being pretty good football coaches. Jason Garrett. (laughs) Wait. Seemingly a really nice guy. Horrible football coach. Was he a good coach? He was fine. Actually, yeah. you know what? Jason Garrett's probably a good coach. It's just because he was coaching the Cowboys. Yeah. Who the hell wants that job? I don't know. Uh, Dude, they gave it to Mike McCarthy because no one wanted it. Exactly. Just going to say the <laughs> same. <laughs> they literally, no, they could have had, if, if this is the quote unquote, here's my air quotes, the Dallas Cowboys job. You know, yeah. it's in the, it's in line with like the Notre Dame job or Texas or, you know, whatever. It's like really the yeah. best you could get was Mike McCarthy. Exactly. Yeah, it's the game that every, or the job that everybody wants. Well, let's see what uh, USC does with their job. That'll be interesting to see. 
uh, how coveted that job, that once coveted job, actually is. The game, the game I'm watching this weekend is. Uh, I know it's not. Josh Allen doesn't play defense. Patrick Mahomes doesn't play defense. But Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen. I'm wondering if the Buffalo Bills can go and knock the uh, Chiefs off of their uh, what feels like a. Uh, stranglehold on the AFC. The best team has been the Chiefs for the last couple of years. The Bills have been the 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 challenger and were in the AFC championship game last year. So I want to see what the Bills go do against the Chiefs who are coming off of a, a, a dominant win. Doesn't this NFL season seem like odd to you in a way? Yeah. It does. It's but just, it always it always does. The NFL yeah. the NFL is always odd. The only undefeated team in the NFL right now is the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I mean, it is. It's, yeah, it's, it is. But it's odd. The NFL is always strange. You ne- that Again, 30 tries going over to London. You're telling me they didn't accidentally pick two teams that were good. There's always a team that's supposed to be bad that's good. And there's always a team that's supposed to be good that's bad. It's a weird one, but that'll be a great game on Sunday night. Anything else? Nope. All right. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. We're all done. Bye-bye. Come on. Always look on the right. Ramon Lurian, no you didn't. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 